Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Francisco X. Stork, whose acclaimed books include Marcello in the Real World, The Last Summer of the Death Warriors, Irises, and The Memory of Light, as well as two novels for adults. His seventh book is the novel Disappeared, arriving in September from Arthur A. Levine Books, an imprint of Scholastic, which is sponsoring this podcast. Disappeared introduces a pair of siblings, Sara and Emiliano Zapata, who live in Juarez, Mexico. Girls are going missing in Juarez, including Sarah's best friend Linda, and Sara tells their stories in her column at a local newspaper. But doing so puts her family in jeopardy, and separately, Emiliano is finding trouble of his own when his own business attracts the attention of a drug smuggling outfit. Uh, Francisco, thanks for speaking with me. Thank you. As this novel opens, uh, Sarah's publisher is basically telling her to let the the story of the missing girls go. You know, he says it's not really the problem that it once was, and that and that Juarez is rebounding essentially. Was that idea connected at all to your? your idea behind writing this book uh, to look at something that is maybe seen as an older story, but still takes a big toll. Um, I think that the problem of the, of the disappearing girls went through uh, a very, um, very dangerous period for about 10 years between 1995 and 2005. Um, and so things are in Mexico um, or in Juarez are, we're getting a little bit better and, and, and by better, I mean that, you know, in, instead of like 20 girls disappearing in a month, only, only five are. And so a little bit of that was, was, was sort of this idea that as problems lessen, we tend to think that, that we're going back to normal, you know. So people in Juarez were saying, well, now we have the same statistics on disappearing women that a normal, a, a typical metropolis of our size has. And so, so there was a little bit of that to sort of remember, you know, the ones that have disappeared, the women that have disappeared and never, and were never found, and the ones that even 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 the, the five uh, or ten that disappear a month versus a forty uh, is still a big problem. You know, and along those lines, you know, there are these threats that arise very early on against Sarah and then the newspaper threatening their lives if she continues to pursue this story. Was another thing that drew you to this book wanting to sort of draw attention to the peril that reporters writing about these types of uh, things face? I think that, that journalism in Mexico is, is, a, is a place where a lot of courage is, 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 is shown, you know, uh, both because it it's, is, tends to be repressed by, uh, by the government uh, and also by the criminal elements, you know, uh, where many reporters have been killed for, for daring to speak. And typically there's a warning and then they're, if they, if they continue, then um, then something happens. So these are kind of like big um, big ticket items in terms of issues, really, <laughs> uh, killing of reporters. But underneath both the disappearance of women and the threat to reporters is kind of like a it's sort of an underlying attitude problem that we have in all countries, you know, towards anyone that is trying to speak the truth or. Uh, even even in the case of women, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they don't disappear, but it's kind of a basic attitude of disrespect. And so the book not only points out, I think, the major issues of reporters getting killed and threatened uh, and women disappearing, but sort of like the underlying attitudes that eventually lead up to those big problems. And, you know, I'm not sure when you started uh, writing this book specifically, but was there um, a particular moment or event or, or story that you saw that 
you sort of realized, oh, this is definitely what my next book is going to be? Well, I think probably the idea of the the story of the of the disappearing women have, has been in me for for a long time, just because I myself grew up in El Paso, Texas, right across the border from Juarez, and when I first came to the United States uh, from Mexico, we had to live in Juarez for about a year until my mother uh, got the necessary documents to cross over into the United States. So living in Juarez and, and at the, at that time. It was sort of like living, I mean, living in, Me- in El Paso is, is sort of like living in Juarez is one big city that, you know, we, we did shopping in Juarez. We did, we did all kinds of things. You know, we, we went to the doctors in Juarez. I mean, we spent time there. When, when I was growing up in high school, I, I could go to the bars in Juarez, even though, because they served, uh, 18 year olds and so forth. So that, with the women disappearing had a big impact on me, but I think, and I carried it inside of me for a long time. And I think what, um, the trigger, though, was sort of the last presidential elections when I saw a lot of um, a lot of hatred and rage rise up against the Latino immigrant. You know, sort of the the immigration became kind of a focus of of, uh, of hatred, and uh, you know, it was hard for me not to take it personally, even though I was assured that it wasn't an ethnic thing; it was more of a violation of law. Uh, I just quite it didn't feel that way, and. And so I try to, you know, what do, what do you do with anger? And, um, and I try to find a creative response to it. And, you know, I, and, and that's when I, the idea of the, of the missing women in Juarez, uh, came back to me. And the idea of, of writing about two young Mexicans who are, uh, complex, you know, I think that when you hate someone, uh, you tend to reduce their identity to a, to a particular image. And so, to create a book with characters that are complex uh, and admirable in many ways, uh, but fully human, was was I thought was 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 probably the best response that I could do <laughs> with the anger that uh, that I felt was uh, was existing in the country at the time. And uh, you know, we should talk about Emiliano too as a character. Um, did you know from the beginning, early on stages of writing this book, that you wanted to sort of show? both sides of the story to get both of their voices in there and look at the way that these events are affecting uh, a single family from multiple angles? Uh, yes. You know, I, I think from the beginning, I wanted to have a character that wasn't too thrilled about uh, the possibility of coming to the United States. Uh, you know, for in, in, in Emiliano's case, he has personal reasons. His father emigrated to the United States and never returned. Um but, you know, I wanted to show that kind of that it's not always an easy choice to decide to leave the, the country where you feel at home into, uh, into the United States. And the character of, of Emiliano kind of allowed me to, uh, to show that, um, that side, you know, of, um, and also of a, of a character who, who in, in many ways is kind of, um, is kind of like a young, you know, it's, it's, it's it's a, it's a kind of a go-getter and what, what we in America like to think of, you know, as a real individual. <laughs> so you have those in Mexico too, you know, he wants to be rich and he wants to, he wants to make it big. And so I wanted to play around a little bit with those, um, with those images of, of who we have, you know, of, of different nationalities. You know, Emiliano gave me the ability to, to write kind of about sort of the moral choices, uh, between doing something that is good and something that is, not so good, you know. Um, whereas uh, Sarah, I think, was 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 kind of like just a, a question of, of of her courage, and so it was fun to create those two characters, and in many ways, they complemented each other. 
And, uh, you know, what sort of research did you do as far as the um, desaparecidos and the drug trade and things like that? And were you surprised by anything that you learned? Um, you know, I had contact with groups of um, family members uh, who have lost the, uh, their, uh, their daughters. And, of course, there's just, there's just tons and tons of statistics uh, on it, you know, which differ greatly, you know, from one from one group to the other, from Amnesty International to United Nations groups to the own, own Mexican you know, organizations and so forth. So the statistics are there, but the main thing was sort of like the the human contact with with people who have uh, who have lost daughters and sort of the even though you you they probably know that. If when if they don't show up in 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 a couple of weeks, you know that that they're never going to see them again. There's still that kind of hope, and and um, that kind of hope can really hurt in many ways. <laughs> you know, there's also that kind of the women in Juarez. You know, the people that I, the women that I, that the friends that I have that are women that are still there, and that kind of like fear that 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 exists uh, still. And you know, the the whole thing, the book starts with with sort of the statement if. In any other place, if your daughter is and one hour late, you're not going to think too much of it. You know, worry a little bit. But in Juarez, you really, really begin to worry. So I guess you know, I guess the the main thing in the book was more the was more to try to get into the into the mind of uh, of the people that that live there uh, more than anything else. Uh, emails and encryption and technology in general, they do end up playing significant roles in the story. You know, especially early on. Did you want to make sure that readers understood, I guess, uh, how savvy and sophisticated uh, some of these operations can be? Well, I think that they can be too savvy because I had to come up with them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my knowledge is, is limited, so I, re I relied on, 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 on good friends that knew about it a little bit more. But, you know, the way that happens with that is, is that you have a, you have a plot uh, idea. You know, we need to find out whether we can trace who sent this email for example and so there you then you have to go digging into the technology you know to see whether whether it can be done and um i try to keep it simple and i try to keep it as you know made sure that it that it that, that the things that i said could be done could be done but i know i couldn't i couldn't get too complicated because then i would i would lose myself too and uh, you know you set the novel over just the course of a single week um why did you decide to, to focus the the time frame that way was it about creating tension on some level? Is it about just showing how quickly, you know, a life can change? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I wanted to do with this novel is was was um, was have a fast pace. You know, I, th I think that in the previous novels that I've, I've worked with, I think that, that the emphasis has been on on characterization. Uh, you know, that's the thing that has attracted me, and that's the thought that I, that, that was where I thought I could provide the biggest value Um and in this one, I kind of I wanted to I wanted to challenge myself to try to do something uh, that was a little bit different. So it, it had to be, you know, one of those elements that I wanted to play with, to wanted to work with, and to and is the timing of it. And so condensing it into that week kind of made me uh, move the story um, a little bit faster, uh, and 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 hopefully have more suspense built into it. You mentioned uh, anger before, but if I can ask, you know, what has it been like to see this book uh, come into being um, following just the discourse of last year's election, the talk of a border wall, and the maligning of immigrants and, and those sorts of things? Well, you know, I'm hoping that this book will will, um, 
who have an opportunity to kind of lessen the anger, you know, on on all sides a little bit. Um, it, I know that it that it was a good experience for me to deal creatively with what I felt. You know, somehow you have to find a way to to respond creatively to um, to the current events in a way that's not like you know that doesn't mirror <laughs> the other side, and and so in, in a way that kind of better[s] the situation, and so. You know, this is this is uh, my contribution, and I, I think that I'm, what I'm really hoping for is that, that that I'll have an opportunity to to talk to young people about the creation of the book, about the issues in the book, uh, about some of the things that that the book tries to um, uh, tries to address, and um, you know that that's that's really kind of what I would like to, what I would like to have as a, as an outcome from the publication of uh, of this book that it'll be kind of an opening to dialogue, particularly with, with young people, you know, both Latinos who may feel like, uh, you know, who, who are the recipients of anger and, and also uh, other kids who may be looking at immigration in a way that is, you know, very, uh, very negative. And now you, you started your career as an author writing for adults. Is that something you're still interested in or have you really switched focus to young adult books at this point? You know, I think that that I in in the course of my of my career of writing um, that I I've come to see writing for young adults as a as a vocation. You know, as, as a, there's a real element of uh, there's there's an element about it that I really like, and that is you know uh, there's an educational side to it. And I, you know, I hesitate using the word educational because immediately you start thinking of of a didactic book, and but that's not really you know that's not really the kind of education that that I'm talking about, I'm talking about really kind of the growth uh, of a young person uh, into uh, into openness, uh, being receptive to to more ideas and so forth. So, I think that personally, I'm more engaged. You know, when I write a book, knowing that uh, that there's uh, the possibility for that book to do that kind of good. So, you know, I'm 64 years old. I don't know how many books I have left, but. I want to make sure that uh, that they're worthwhile and that I that I find each one of them uh, meaningful. And so, for me, to, a book is meaningful if it's not only interesting but also uh, gives meaning to the to the reader. And are you still uh, working as a lawyer at the same time that you're working on these books? No, you know, I, I retired uh, two years ago. Uh, Disappeared is the is the the first book that I've written. Um, uh, as a full-time writer, <laughs> and it's uh, it was a it was a you know it was a great experience. It was a uh, I had the, uh, for the first time in my life I had kind of like the day in front of me, and it was totally up to me to uh, uh, to make use of it. Uh, and so I was able to write you know a few hours every day, and it was um, able to do you know research, read other things related to the book that I wouldn't have been able to do before. So. Uh, and it took me it took me a little bit less to write. Memory of Light was the last book that I wrote. You know, it took me four years, and this was only two years. So, making some 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 real good progress here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, finally, is there anything that you're working on or thinking about now, um, as far as future books that you you can talk about at all? Well, you know, I think that the, the, the one of the things that that I'm really kind of interested in now is is um, and this is just for the kind of a future. It's a little seed that I hope will grow over time, but it, it's it's you know what happens to Emiliano and and Sarah uh, once they cross over into the United States. Um, it would be kind of interesting to find out you know just exactly where their where their lives uh, take them, and so that's 
not really a sequel, but it's something that for the first time I'm sort of like connecting a couple of books and, and that's something that I'm thinking about. Uh, well, thank you again for, for speaking with me, Francisco, and uh, congratulations on the book. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your, your support on this and, and uh, uh, I wish you well. Once again, I've been speaking with Francisco X. Stork, whose latest book, Disappeared, arrives in September from Arthur Levine Books. Thank you for listening to PW Kidscast. Cast.